Welcome to City Stories, the podcast by Energy Cities. I'm Miriam Eisenman and I'm your host. This podcast is for those who want to learn how cities go about with the energy transition, how they take action with courage and creativity. Welcome to this new episode of City Stories. This time we want to understand how a very young energy community in Strasbourg in the northeast of France came into being. Where did it all begin with this cooperative called the Brasseur d'Energie, which means energy brewers? What role did the city council play? And how challenging was the cooperation between citizens and the administration? Jackie Cullen, an Irish-born cooperative member, and Gérard Polgili, a Spaniard who heads the Renewables Department of Strasbourg Metropolitan Area, will tell the story. Hey, uh, Jackie and Gérard, uh, thanks for being with us today. Um, first, uh, let's start with you, Gérard, um, to give people a bit of context. What triggered the idea uh, in Strasbourg to kickstart a cooperative? Yeah, okay. thank you for having us, uh, Miriam. So the main idea, the first idea that triggered the uh, the energy cooperative was the fact that uh, the city has quite ambitious energy goals with a an, an sustainable energy action plan for 2030 that aims 40% renewables and an energy master plan for 2050 that uh, aims for 100% renewable energies. So with this master plan, we, we know how all the capacities that we have to deploy of each, of each kind of renewable energies that is available on the territory. And, and we just saw that the solar photovoltaic will be a major player in our future mix. So there are a lot of square meters that we need to install from here to, to 2050. And we have almost zero square meters installed right now. So we need to, to use a lot of tools in order to develop these photovoltaics. And we thought that one of the tools could be community power or renewable energy uh, communities. So how did that evolve actually into a community energy project really? How did you uh, help the cooperative come into being? So um, as this was one opportunity of, of uh, deploying this, uh, this photovoltaic potential, And I and I'm speaking of photovoltaic right now because we think that is the easiest way to to jumpstart the 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 cooperative um, was uh, the fact that uh, we also wanted to work in the field of of energy democracy somehow. So just to involve citizens in the fact that the energy transition process will be very long and hard, and there's a lot of things to do. So uh, there in trend in 2018 we we just started. This uh, project, we, we made a call for tenders, uh, and someone, and so we had this uh, this company that uh, that won the call for tenders to, to to come with us to to try to map all the relevant uh, actors and stakeholders in the territory in order to find who could be this uh, or where to find these these citizens that could be involved. So uh, we really needed this 18 months to of, of meetings late night meetings and <laughs> public meetings and to, to reach like this very, very uh, solid little group that decided to, to, to go all in and, and start this energy cooperative. And so you're, Jackie, you're part of this solid group that uh, Gérard was just uh, mentioning. Uh, what, what is the profile actually of the, I think you're 11 cooperative members? Who, who are you and what drove you to, to uh, want to launch uh, such a cooperative? So, 
Yeah, there are, I think, about 11 of us. That sounds about right in the cooperative now. Um, a lot, I suppose there's a mix of profiles, but one of the kind of the main thing that brings us all together is kind of a, a desire to invest locally, to have a, a way that we can use our, our money to to make to make energy locally we 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 all see what the the goals are the ambitions are for the city for the country and worldwide and as Yaran uh, said there aren't that many projects um, currently available in, in in Strasbourg and I know for my part that I for years I've always looked I, I always um, Google trying to find ways that the local energy projects that I could just give money to hoping that one day they'll just arrive but um, they haven't arrived yet so that's I think one of the common factors between us and myself and the other members which just um, we kind of realized that someone needs to start the project so when we saw that um, the city was encouraging groups to, to get together and work on it I thought that was a good uh, good opportunity. Right, and, and how did they concretely support you to to set up the cooperative? Well, it was um, advertised. It was a, a public a public meeting was initiated by the city, which was the very first the kicking off point, which enabled us all to get together and meet, and so like minded people to come together and discuss um, what our own goals were and how we would like to con contribute, and also to have a kind of. Um, uh, I, something that could uh, bring us all together. So uh, Gerard had organized um, a public meeting with a, a few different experts that were able to present um, how energy cooperatives work, um, gave us some basic information about photovoltaics as well, which we didn't necessarily have, and a few um, presentations from, local, from, from nearby groups that had done similar projects. So that enabled us all to have a, to discover, I suppose, the possibilities, and then decide whether we wanted to keep working together or not. So, so I found out about it in the press, I through through okay. advertised online, and I came across that way. And so you indeed you in the end you really found out that you wanted to work together, and you worked together since then. Are there any? Um, let's say prejudices or is there any myth that you had well you Jackie regarding the city administration or you Gerard regarding citizens and city citizen cooperatives that a myth which was debunked something that um, in the end you were positively or maybe also negatively surprised of uh, when you started collaborating with each other well I, I found it really positive because I Kind of um, in my in my last job in the last city that I lived in, I had known of a group of citizens that were trying to create a group of, of this of this type, and they were really struggling to find um, rooftops, to find um, access to to funds and help, legal help, and so they weren't really getting any support from anyone. So that's that's what I was a little bit apprehensive of, and then so now coming here and being part of the group, having the city as a supporting. Um, element from the very beginning really really has made it much more fluid than what I could see in other groups that I may have followed before. So what about you, Gerard? I think that Jackie makes it sound as, as if we had everything under control on the city side, but it's also 
for uncharted territory for us because somehow um, there is a lot of, of, of uh, participation in other aspects, right? but it's also uncharted territory for us because somehow um, there is a lot of, of, of uh, participation in other aspects of the democratic life of a city, but not in this one or, or until now somehow. So um, ourselves or our, our colleagues in legal or our colleagues in, in, in public tendering, they are also learning with us, uh, with this new, new kind of, of, of cooperatives. So somehow the, the fact that um, everybody likes the project and everybody agrees that it's a good idea, but uh, no one knows how to do it. Um, I think that's a good point because that, that, that puts us all at the same level, more or less. Mm -hmm. And when you say all, uh, who actually is involved, especially from the city side, city and, and uh, metropolitan area side, is it your head of the renewable energies department? Are there any other uh, departments involved in it? So uh, we mainly need, uh, at this point, we needed someone to, to, to just uh, the following up of the project. So that's, that's me. And uh, so this, this tender was paid by the urban area, um, but we are a merge administration. So the city and the urban area are the same people, actually. Um, but um, we also decided, politically was decided, that uh, there were some roofs that will be made available for, for the cooperative. So the way these roofs will be made available, it's quite complex uh, and that needs some some our legal colleagues we need also our colleagues from 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 everything that has to do with with um, with leasing buildings and this kind of stuff uh, we also uh, need some colleagues uh, who has to do with uh, the fact that um, the local government decided to be a, to become a stakeholder of the energy cooperative. So that has another kind of legal colleague that has to be involved. So we are more or less all starting to, to learn how, how, how this works. But it's, it's mainly legal and administrative uh, issues here. And, and I'm pretty sure because you already touched upon it, uh, Gérard, that things mm -hmm. were not that easy in this uh, first phase because you're, you were all learning, actually. Were there also some really dark moments, something really tough that you went through, you, Gérard, and you as well, Jackie? Uh, in in those past months, you were already talking about long nights or long long mm. evening meetings. Uh, apart from this, um, where where the things that you really struggled with? Okay, I, I'll go on first. I think that we 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 can't say there were really dark moments. Uh, it's more about keeping up with the project and to keeping our colleagues that I just mentioned. Uh, also um, following the project, and probably it's not a dark thing, but it's it's what was kind of intense but Jackie I think that she will explain more is the fact that they are creating a company so that will have to exist and, and, and need some uh, some legal paper behind and everything and I think that was quite hard because from the idea of oh that's super cool we're going to put solar power on roofs and and help for energy transition to create the company there's this gray area of very boring stuff and that's the part that, that uh, the 12 uh, members of the cooperative ha have been dealing with the last month and with COVID well, it didn't make things easier. I think. Yeah, that's for sure. I think that's that's a major challenge for, for a number of uh, yeah collaboration projects um, in, in general. Um, what about you, Jackie? Anything that uh, you, you feel was, was tough and 
particularly difficult or uh, where you met any obstacle? Nothing, as as Jared said, nothing that's very stands out as like being a really, really big hurdle, but one but more the fact that it's a long process. I think that when we started working on this, when I, when I joined the, the group about a year and a half ago, I just I didn't expect it probably to take quite so long and involve so many meetings and so many catch-ups and um how much time do you spend actually on that um in in your leisure time on the cooperative i we probably it's not you know it's not that much it's because everyone every every person involved in the group has a has a job a lot of people have families everyone has a lot of other um commitments a lot of people also are in, involved in other projects or volunteering work as well and what we i think we probably have about we probably spend and a couple of hours every two weeks probably about every two weeks i'd say is i'm our, our get together is i have some people oh, and that's, that's for now about a year and a half i mean i counted jackie uh, that uh, you met up to 63 hours in the last year okay <laughs> that's quite a lot yeah that is that's quite impressive indeed yeah I suppose what I suppose what's a little bit frustrating is that sometimes it feels like we go over and um, it just takes a long time to to get to the final steps of each step because we're all learning none of us are well we do have people who are specialized in different domains in our group we have a lot of people who who know a lot about solar energy we have a lot of people who work with in the public sector um but it's no one has ever done a project like this from A to Z before so it just it just takes a lot of time and we're all learning as we go along and the project is becoming more and more concrete now um i think you've never been as close to your goal as you are right now how does it feel Jackie, to to steer towards your very first self produced kilowatt hour oh it feels good it's, no it feels really good it it feels like we're just about to get over the last hurdles of the the kind of administrative parts that are holding us back so we're going to have our our company is going to be created very very soon and um, and then after that and that kind of step was holding us back for different things like looking for financing and and um kind of presenting our ourselves as a candidate for for roofs so that's um the a big that'll be a big step when that when we've got through there so we should all be we should be set up by the end of 2020 and 2021 our real our goal our goal is to start um Well, I think I think our ambitious goal is to have three projects initiated within the next year, which is <laughs> is very ambitious. But I think we should hopefully get a, make a good start on it and at least have our first project up by the summer of 2021. I think is our. And so these are three projects that you will uh, organize jointly, right? Yeah. Well, so we've done a lot of financial analysis of our project and. Um, It, it's come it's come um, pretty clearly ahead that we need to have three projects kind of minimum to to get back to get all our to recover our costs to do with the creating the the company and the accounting and the legal sides of it so we're we're basing our business plan on three projects initially and then with a goal to have a lot more than that long term but that's our initial starting point So you already have identified places where those uh, projects will, well, photovoltaics will be installed. Yeah, so we're working on two fronts. So we have, luckily, with just because the nature of the people in our group, we have a lot of contacts and a lot of people who are interested in providing their their own roofs. 
So we've got a few different um, private contacts happening with the different um, different buildings. So we've got that on, on one half, which is, so we've got some contacts for, for apartment buildings and then um, a few different of those sorts of buildings. And then on the other hand, we've got a lot of, um, we know that there's a lot of interest for public buildings belonging to like various different local authorities or public sector operators. Um, so that's a whole other um, ball field. And while I think we would definitely like to work on those um, rooftops, it involves a, a kind of a procurement process to yeah. enable yeah. to be able to, to operate on them. That's uh, that what you were mentioning, Gérard, right? That you're yes. still uh, about to de define the criteria for those uh, tendering processes? Uh, we, are, we are benchmarking a lot because we are discovering different procedures in different uh, cities and, and villages. Because we, in France at least, there is this previous experience that is called uh, Centrale Villageoise, which is more or less the same thing, but more in a rural area. And um, we are we are just adapting to to this tendering process and how how can we do it uh, the more easiest and fairly way possible somehow. And um, what is funny in that is that you mentioned before, Miriam, that uh, we are doing that that in, collabor in collaboration. So the collaboration is doubled somehow because, as I mentioned before, somehow the metropolitan government um, um, will take. Uh, um, equity in, in the company in, in December. Uh, but on the other hand, the city is 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 just giving is just proposing this these roofs to um to 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 get the, the first installation done. And what is funny here is that somehow the fact that the free the free roofs were, were always offered by the city council and during this long and, and, and dark process of creating the company, uh, there are many private roofs that have appeared. So somehow the idea of having public roofs available just uh, jump-started the process, but at the end they will probably discover that um, you actually don't need them, and that uh -huh, the company okay. might, might exist without the public the, the public uh, roofs. Despite that, as, as Jackie mentioned before, um, the urban area has 33 villages or, or, or city councils somehow, and all, almost all of them are interested in, in proposing roofs. So there will there will be no problem for that. Uh, our main role now here is to help these uh, these small municipalities to know how to tender, how to uh, how to how to propose these rules, and and how to to create their own um, their own small group of project group in the municipality that will be covered by the by the structure of of the Brasserie d'Energie. Mm -hmm. It's so positive to hear that there is such an enthusiasm that you've you've created actually in in Strasbourg and and all around. I think that's 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 really positive and uh, it's certainly very encouraging for for both of you. Um, I have another question because um, I, I have this honor of being with two people who live and work in France, but who are uh, real Europeans. Uh, Jackie, you're uh, an Irish-born uh, lady, and you, Zira, you're uh, from uh, Barcelona. Um, so my question is, using this background that you have, actually, um, I, I would like to know from you, do you think it's easier in France or in your home country to, to engage in energy matters as a citizen? 
how do you see the situation if if you're able to to compare uh, sometimes when you're living abroad you're you start being a bit disconnected also from what is happening in your country but do you have any any feeling about this well uh, well i've been living in france for a long time now i've done my whole career here so i don't have much um reference points on that question from ireland but i i do feel like um people in france are very um quite civically engaged and are always quite willing to be in in charities or in in non-profit groups whether that's for cultural or sports or different sorts of things so there is quite a background of it's quite a culture here of people participating um which which is encouraging and um I think uh, I think the whole the, the energy question is worldwide now. People are I I I do think that that's come it's a global issue that we're all aware of, and people are a lot of people are willing to put their money where their mouth is <laughs> when it comes to investing in in renewable energy. So hopefully that's something. That Good and and Julia, what do you see uh, when you look uh, back to your home country? I yeah I I share the the, the vision of, of Jackie. Somehow here people people are really involved. Um, um, I have a feeling that back home in, in Barcelona, people are involved also, but in, in a different way. Somehow, I think that people in France know that when their state takes a decision, things will be done slowly, but they will be done. And, and there's no doubt about that. And, and I think that that gives some, some sort of, of security, of structural security that, that um, engagement can, can lead to something somehow which is maybe a little bit less clear when you go back in, in, in Catalonia or in Spain somehow. But on the other hand, you have nice examples when you look back in Barcelona and you see Soma Energia or Barcelona Energia. There are, there are, there are really, really uh, things that have already happened. And, and here we are maybe slower to, to the process, but I have the feeling that the result will be quite solid. So it's, it's two different cultural approaches to the same problem. Okay, and things are moving on, on in all countries. That's the yeah. good uh, good thing about it. Uh, let's stay in Spain for, for the last question, um, because in the next episode, I will interview your colleagues from Pamplona, uh, Javier, who is uh, working for the city administration, and Juan, who is working for E plus P, which is a cooperative, and they are just starting um, a com energy community like you did uh, one year or a bit more than a year ago. Uh, can you can you give any uh, either an advice to them or a question maybe that you have? Um, well, regarding the fact that they are doing it in a different cultural uh, context, so a question that I will then uh, transmit to them in the next interview. I think that um, maybe the, the starting point and. It can be done without, but it's better to have a solid political support behind. And um, I'm a city officer, so uh, I'm not an elected uh, person, but somehow the fact that the, that the executive uh, really likes the project helps quite a lot. So that's a good starting point, because uh, once you are there and, and, and Jackie and the Brussels can, can 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 give the example that uh, they really like the communication. Uh, the the politicians here really like the communication around this project because it's a nice project, actually. So that helps and, and gives some some communication tools to, to the project to continue. So we um, it gives more people that are interested interested because there are some press releases and etc. 
So that, that's a good starting point. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. Okay, and, and Jackie, any question or advice to for Pamplona? Maybe a question. Um, I, I noticed when looking through the different uh, cities that are that are presented with, with energy cities, the different projects that I've come across, that there tends to be two approaches to these projects. Either the approach is the desire to produce more renewable energy, or the desire is to um, provide um, uh, renewable energy to, to, to clients. So it's either it's on the production side or it's on the demand side. So we're definitely here in Strasbourg on the production side. We want to produce more. That the citizens want to get together to create solar um, installations and produce energy. And so we haven't we haven't looked properly, I think, at the demand side for maybe customers. Um, so maybe I just throw that same question to Pamplona and have them think about either side of that question because it's something that like, we should need to be a little bit more aware of on our side. So so that's just a suggestion for them too. Okay, great. Point taken. I will transmit your question, Jackie, and I will also share uh, your advice, Gerard, around the need for a political commitment to really create trust and um, I think to initiate really a, a dynamics uh, that can help this type of uh, energy community to, to, to kick off. So, um, thanks to both of you for this really, really nice interview. Um, keep up the good collaboration. Good luck with the different photovoltaics projects that are in the pipeline and that we'll, we will manage to see next year. Uh, we will keep in touch and we are really looking forward to get news on these. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you very much for having us. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Today's episode was brought to you by the EU project Empower. Empower explores how cities and citizens can manage the energy transition together in a fair, clean and democratic way. Participation can happen at various stages, from involving citizens, local NGOs or businesses in the policy design, to any stage of the energy value chain, for example, as shareholders or even prosumers. The Empower project gets funding from the European Horizon 2020 program. Go to the website municipalpower.org to learn more about Empower. And don't forget to regularly check out Energy Cities' website energy-cities.eu. We provide you with political updates and great stories around the energy transition in Europe. energy-cities.eu